Hi, everybody. I'm Charlie Hanema, alongside the head coach of the Broken Arrow Tigers, David Alexander. This is the Inside Tiger Football preview to the preview, testing out the podcast here. Coach, practice is in full swing. The guys it are is. in pads. We're about to start school. Just what are you most excited about right now? Well, you know, we all, every preseason practice, right, those first couple weeks, you're trying to find the identity of your team, right? Every, de- every team, even though we've got so many starters backs, you know, even we've got like five guys that are three-year starters, Every year, every team's identity is different. Their personality is different. And so as coaching staff, right, we work on our plays and we work on our alignments and our assignments, but you're really trying to, as a staff, you're trying to figure out, all right, who's our leaders? You know, what are we going to be good at? What do we, what do we need to work on? And, and that's where we're at right now. We've had two days in pads. Uh, we're getting ready to have our third day, and that's really kind of where you tell what kind of team you have. Let's talk about those characters a little bit because last year's team had some big personalities and, and guys that – we're in that role as a junior, so you kind of knew, you know, you knew Noah Cortez was going to be right. one of the faces of the team. You sure. knew D'Amico Rowland had a big personality and was going to be laughing and smiling. Right. You've got a lot of experienced guys coming back this year, but they kind of were in different roles. They were kind of more quiet leader yes. types. So right. who do you think steps up for this team to kind of be that face and be that mm-hmm. identity? Well, I want to go back. Not where they, I mean, those were big personalities. They were huge personalities just enormous, you know, come in the room and take over everything. So this group, you know, that's been one of our, as a coaching staff, one of our, all right, who is that guy? Um, and I worried about most, well, I worried about that most of the spring football. Um, asking, I'd, I'd meet with the seniors, right, who's going to be, come on guys, leadership, this is what it's defined as, this is what it is, you know, how, how are we going to get that? Um, you know, the guys that have stepped up, right, Campbell Yeager, He's really been really vocal, been done a great job of uh, rallying troops and keeping the energy going at practice. Obviously, Andrew Rame and Miles Slusher, everybody knows those two guys um, as great football players, and they all the other teammates recognize their talents. You know, that's but but being a vocal leader so far out of uh, Miles Slusher's comfort zone that you know, we really can't ask him to do that. It's just by nature he's a quiet guy. Um, I'm I'm forcing Andrew. I'm. I'm pushing him out front, um, reminding him every day, you know, you, you can't lead from the back. You can't lead from the middle. You know, they've got to see you out in the front of the drills and doing things. Um, and then, you know, we've had some other guys, you know, Isaiah Keller's really done a great job of, of um, being kind of vocal in his, his groups, you know, the receiver group, and he's helping in the secondary. Um, you know, we've asked more of Bryce Machoda. It's really a little bit out of his comfort zone as well. Not as much as it is miles, but you know, he's the guy that calls all the signals in the secondary. So, you know, just by the nature, just like, like being a quarterback, he has to get out there and, uh, and, and do some of that. Now, the number one guy, you know, I mentioned Campbell Yeager doing a great job, but the number one guy that's taken over leadership roles um, and everything we ask and has just been superb has been Kiwan Tolbert. Um, he has been as good a leader as anybody we've had from that last year's team, you know, Noah and all those guys. Uh, and, you know, Kiwan's not a naturally outgoing guy, but I think he recognizes, um, you know, he wants, to, he wants to be on a championship team, and he's a senior, and he's, he's played a whole bunch of football games, and, man, Kiwan Tolbert has been as good a leader as I've been around. I think you hit on something <laughs> interesting, though, because you, you look at your guys, and you can coach some of that, but you really can't force people to be who they're not. That's right. with coaches, too. You guys all have different personalities, right. and if you came out trying to be a different style, right. it it they'd see work. right through they'd it. See so. right there. They wouldn't work for me, and the team would notice it, man. You're right. And, you know, Miles is comfortable being Miles, right? 
uh, and Andrew's comfortable being Andrew. And, you know, if you, if you take Miles and those guys out of their comfort zone and try to make them do something they're not, then it's probably going to take away from their football, right? And, you know, like a pregame, you know, every, there's some kids that they need to be up dancing around and listening to loud music. There's some kids that need to be in the corner being real quiet, you know, and having some quiet time. There's kids that need to be out playing catch and not thinking about exactly each play in the football game. And so we let that kind of happen. And, you know, Miles is one of those kids. He likes to sit in his locker before a game be quiet and listen to some, you know, have his headphones in. And so he's never going to be a guy that's going to be running around the room, you know, slapping guys in the face and screaming at him about getting ready to play like Noah Cortez did last year. But you look at Slusher's development now, his third year as yeah. a starter, <clears throat> and he brings just incredible skills right. to your defense. Just kind of take me through his progression, where you've seen him develop from, you know, holy cow, we're throwing a sophomore corner right. out there, two of them actually, and right. now – he's a leader on this defense and, you know, being recruited by right. big time colleges. Well, where you see his, you know, his recruiting is comes from when you, when you watch his film, there's a couple things that he does that are elite. Right. Um, the first thing that really pops off is his change of direction. He changes directions at elite, at, at an elite level. He go, he can go from full speed backpedal to full speed sprint, you know, in one step, that's elite. Uh, that's stuff you see college guys do, you know, big time college guys, you know, at the big 12 or sec level, um, and then, you know, the uh, second thing that he does, which is really rare for a high school football player, is his ability to come down downhill in the run game. He loves to be in the run fit. He loves to tackle the line of scrimmage. And the, the ability to read that and understand, um, diagnose a, an offensive play and be in the right spot is very rare also for a high school kid. And so, you know, his his weight room, his – Speed training, all that stuff is just, right? And plus he's probably grown three inches since he was a sophomore uh, as what may, has made him into a, a national recruit. Kind of a chicken and the egg question for you here. You see now all these big-time college coaches are walking through right. Broken Arrows facilities. You know, Jim Harbaugh was here earlier right. this year and and Stanford and all these guys have been, right. you know, OU's here all the time and all these these guys. And, how much of that is just having some generational type talent and how much of that is when you go 13 and 0 and you yeah. w start winning games that right against elite teams division 1 coaches start to right. say hey let's look at broken arrow a little well, more well it's it's right it's you're right chicken and the egg stuff um Oklahoma Oklahoma state you know the regional teams you know Arkansas they're always going to be over here in northeast Oklahoma whether broken arrow's got a division 1 recruit or not you know, um, keep building relationships with the coaching staff, you know, you know have their logos be seen in the, in the practice practices, you know, and they can, they're, they're here anyway, because there's, there's always going to be some division one recruits in this area. So those, those schools, those regional guys are going to always be here. Um, but, you know, the development of Miles and, and Andrew and some of, you know, you know, and now, now some other guys and, that you're, we're always you know, we're talking about, you know, the Marion Horns coming up and a few of these other things, right? Say, oh, man, hey, Broken Arrow, you know, they beat Jinx, they beat Union, they beat Owasso, you know, they want to, let's go check them out, right? That's where you get, you know, the Scott Frost and the Jim Harbaugh's and the and the Hermans and, you know, all these guys, these national, these big-time coaches coming to our program. And, you know, it's, it's a snowball effect, right? Um, you know, you see those little sophomores standing around the – practice last year and seeing, uh, you know, Coach Herman from Texas logo standing out there and, uh, 
you know, Scott Frost from Nebraska and the Iowa State head coach and, you know, Jim Harbaugh's in the office. And we, you know, tweeting out pictures of that. It, it just escalates, right? Everybody wants to work hard. Everybody wants to be that guy. And you, know, you, you have some success and success breeds success, breeds success. You know, that's what I talked about when, when I got the job. I said, hey, we get it. We, we're going to win a cha championship. And when we do, things are going to change around here. And they have, um, from all the little things to a lot of the big things. I've got a, the biggest roster I've ever had. I've got 130 kids practicing right now. You know, I had to buy two dozen new helmets and uh, 15 new pairs of shoulder pads. And, you know, it's just, you know, they're going to have to raise my budget next year. They're just going to have to. Good problem to have. Good, great problem to have. Love it. Coach Alexander, I can't believe I've made it this far because we've been talking about other important stuff. But I'm sure the question everybody always asks you is, Who's going to play quarterback? What's right. the deal at quarterback? You know, we all know football teams go as far as quarterbacks can take them. That's so right. what's the situation with the Tigers this year? Well, we think we've got our guy, um, which was a little surprising to us because we we went through spring football with two guys, Jake Rains and Seth Dodd, two juniors, uh, split in time evenly, just like we've done, uh, unfortunately, the last couple of years through spring football. Um, and then, but through the seven-on-seven seven season, right, the two tournaments we played, and then all the all the – the uh, seven-on-sevens with our, our neighbors around here. Jake Rains stepped up and has, has taken over the number one spot, <clears throat> which I was excited about. You know, I always wanted one of those guys, Jake or Seth, to step up and take it so they could get the number one, all the number one reps uh, going into uh, the summer workout, I mean, the summer um, practice schedule. And Jake Rains is going to be our guy going into week one down at Mansfield. Uh, Seth Dodd, another junior, he's probably too good of a football player to not have us start practicing him here pretty soon at another spot so we can get him on the football field, even though he'll still be the backup quarterback. If, uh, if a shoelace breaks or a helmet comes off Jake, you know, Seth Dodd's got to go in there and be able to execute the offense and, you know, potentially win us a football game. What kind of player is, is Jake like? Because last year, you know, we had Tate and Q, and they right. were both very different, and they very were both different than right. quarterbacks that we had the season before. So. Right. Yeah, you know, it's funny. That's great. It's a great question to uh, ask. It's actually the perfect question to ask. Jake is a tough, tough, gritty kid. Um, he is not your prototypical pocket passer like, uh, you know, one of our, you know, Tate Robarts from last year. And he's not the big, you know, six foot three, 215 pound guy like Quintevin. But most he, people aren't. No, yeah. and that's true. I mean, he was kind of freakishly big. But, you know, Jake is, uh, his feet are going to be as big a weapon as his arm is. Um, you know, we probably won't start off having some design run plays for him like we did Q, but just scrambling out of the pocket, something that the last two years, Tate and, uh, oh, man, now I've forgotten his name. Um, the guy that's at Northwestern couldn't, you know, weren't going to do. We're, weren't going to scramble out of the pocket. You know, Jake Raines is going to scramble out of the pocket and uh, make teams have a spy, have somebody else in the box to uh, account for the quarterback run. Correct me if I'm wrong here on this, but it seems like with the running backs you have in camp now, um, obviously Noah Cortez, leading rusher in school history, terrific right. player. But these guys are different. It oh, seems like yeah. much more, you know, perimeter speed, a little more yes. quickness, whereas Noah could run over anybody and everybody. Yeah. Maybe a little bit different approach this year? Uh, yeah, quite a bit different approach. You know, obviously one from, from one standpoint, right, we had one guy we were willing to hand the ball to 30 times. Right? We don't have a guy on our roster right now uh, that's 212 pounds like Noah was that we're willing to hand in the ball 30 times to. But also, Noah was not going to make anybody miss. I can I can only really one one big run that he made, we made somebody miss, right? That touchdown. He jumped in the over that guy. Yeah, in the semifinals, yeah. right, for a touchdown. So, um, Kewan Tolbert, 
Marion Horn and uh, Corey Williams have got elite speed, track speed, uh, and they can make guys miss in the hole. Um, you know, Noah was a guy in the first quarter and against, you know, unions and Owasso's and Jinx. It was two and three and four yard runs. Pretty soon those guys got tired of tackling him, right? And they turned into eight yard and 12 yard and 15 yard runs. You know, this year, even in the first quarter, even maybe the first play of the game, if there, if there's somebody free, you know, Kiwan Tolbert or, or Corey Williams or, or Marion's, they're, they're liable to make somebody miss and go 80 yards. Um, it's going to be exciting to watch. They've all got great hands and they've all got elite speed. It's going to be a different approach for us, but it's going to be just as productive. Defensively, obviously, Zach Marcuselli and Gavin Potter both playing in the Big 12. Right. Campbell Yeager was a huge part of that linebacking yep. core last year, so he stays in. Um, just kind of what are you looking for on defense? Because you got some talent coming back, but you also have some big people to replace. Yeah, we do have – we've, we've got some big people to replace, and we're not going to immediately be able to go out and replace uh, Zach and Gavin, two guys that uh, could really run and, and really understood football and played fantastically well, obviously, because, you know, now they're, you know, they're talking about both those guys, you know, not redshirting in college and, and playing. But we're going to be we're going to be really good on defense. Um, if if the, if the summer is any indication of the fall in which it is, we're going to be especially good on defense. We're going to be bigger, honestly. And I know we don't we're not going to have a bunch of guys that look like D'Amico, but we've got, you know, Jalen Moss and Andrew Rames going to play defense. Corey Williams, uh, Corey Callens, Jr., uh, and then we're going to have two guys outside that can rush the quarterback at defensive end. You know, we had two big monsters out there in Kaiser Newell and Colton Collier, but as far as getting the quarterback, they they weren't those guys. And uh, Parker Darnell, uh, Kane Hathaway uh, are going to be able to get to the quarterback. Parker Darnell is going to have a, have a super season at defensive end. Um, and then, of course, our outside linebackers, we're replacing a Marcuselli with a Marcuselli. You know, Zeno um, – He's a couple inches taller than Zach. Now, he doesn't have the elite speed that Zach had, but uh, he's also not going to freelance like Zach did sometimes. You know, Zach relied on his athleticism to kind of get out in space and not exactly do what Coach Hill called, but, you know, he always made up for it with uh, great instincts and great speed. You know, Zeno is going to line up correctly every time, never be out of position, and he's a great tackler because he's also a wrestler. Um, now, my number one guy on this team as far as kind of coming from nowhere and making a huge impact this year is the other side, other outside linebacker. You got named Darian Moss going to be a junior. He's six, one, 210 pounds. And he looks uh, like he's 23. Yeah, I know it, man. He plays like he's 23 too. Uh, I would not want to get hit by him. Uh, he's big. He's strong. Uh, he loves football. He's going to have a breakout year. He's just a junior. He's going to, come off, you know, out of the radar. No one's going to have heard about him, except obviously if anybody listens to this podcast or a few of the things I've talked about in uh, TV uh, earlier, Darian's going to have a spe spectacular season. Awesome. Coach Alexander, thanks for the time. Excited for another season of Broken Arrow football. Don't forget, you can catch Inside Tiger Football presented by Rib Crib every Tuesday night at 630 on 97.1 FM, The Sports Animal. Also podcasting this year, and you can watch it on AeroVision. Coach, appreciate it, man. Of we'll course, talk to you man. soon. Yeah, looking forward to it.